What's up and welcome back to the Something's Brewing podcast. This is episode seven. I'd like to remind everybody that we are in partnership with BNG Productions. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. As always, I'm Mike Sullivan. You can follow me at underscore Mike Sullivan on Twitter. Nick is here as well. As always, you can follow him at Nick Melanson underscore. And we have a new co-host with us today. My brother, Andrew Sullivan. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew underscore S-U-1-1-I-V-A-N. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Uh, Nick, what what did you do this week? Uh, this week, since the last time that we talked, I I took myself to Cape Cod Ooh. with my fam and uh, good old Connor Walker and his family, mm-hmm. and nice. we went That's to. Mem- remember last week we talked about that golf course? Um, shit, what's it called? Oh, the Bass River Golf Course in yeah, uh, did Yarmouth. Yeah, you play it. We did, we did. So if you if you if you book a tee time after. Four o'clock or after, it's like thirty-three bucks. But the the catch with that is you got to have the carts back by six forty-five. So we ended up Ooh. getting to hole eleven or twelve, and then we called it quits. But I probably only lost between thirteen and fifteen balls. So <laughs> <laughs> all in all, it was a pretty good showing for me. The, At least you got the swings in. Last time That's I played true. golf, we didn't even count like lost balls as strokes because we just hit so. As soon as one went into the woods, we just kept going. <laughs> we always have to play closest ball, and it usually like it ended up like Connor Walker's dad is a freaking unit, and he was smacking the shit out of the ball. And it, I mean, I guess it's a little helpful when you know that you can go up and you can. It doesn't matter if you slice it because you're playing somebody else's ball anyway. So I just went up there and. <laughs> And just kind of white knuckled it and swung for the fences every time and kept losing balls in the trees in the river. But that's what we do. <laughs> Andrew, what did you do? Uh, actually, do you want to introduce yourself really quick to the to the nah. Bruins fam? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm Andrew, uh, Michael's younger brother. Um, die hard 2011 Bruins fan. Um, <laughs> uh, senior at UMass Amherst. Uh, just moved in, got a house off campus now, uh, ready to go, ready to talk business. Here we go. Here we go. Well, right at home. Right at home. <laughs> but, okay, so I do feel like I have to address one thing, and that is Zach's presence on this podcast, how iffy it is. So we we had planned on 6 o'clock today, 6 o'clock record, and Zach – you know, he he wasn't able to make that time frame. He he wanted to go later, but you know, we had a set time. We had to stick with that time. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with him. But you know, I just want to thank Zach for for his time, for his effort, for his absolute unwavering love to this Boston Bruins hockey team and hockey fandom. Who knows what the future holds with him? If he's back on the pod, if he's not, but you know he will forever be in our minds and in our hearts. So it's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. So with that being said, who knows? Maybe we'll have rotating people on. Me and Mel are always going to be here. Um, Today it's my brother. 
Um, we'll also be doing, you know, just me and Mel some days. Uh, but Zach's schedule makes it tough to really solidify a time on the pod. So, and me and Mel are obviously very dedicated to BNG and the fans of BNG and this podcast oh, yeah. as well. So, but yeah, so, you know, kind of in the dog days of the off season, not too much going on now. Free agency is basically over. Training camp is going to get started pretty soon. Uh, we're at 35 days until regular season puck drop. I think it's like two weeks until the preseason starts. So, you know, we'll be watching that as well. Um, you know, seeing some of the younger guys for sure. I'm sure guys like Stanika, maybe even Lysel plays a couple games if he's eligible for preseason. Um, probably see Keith Kincaid play a little bit in that. Uh, guys like Mark McLaughlin are going to be playing a big role. Um, Oscar Steen, Jacob Zaborl, guys like that. We'll get to see in the preseason and see how their legs are, are looking early on. But looking forward to that. But with that being said, we can just kind of jump into this. What would it take for you guys to, to say that the Bruins had a successful season? What would it take record-wise, point-wise, production-wise? What would, what would it take for you to be okay with saying that it was a successful season? Nick, I'll start with you. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, there's definitely, you know, Stanley Cup or bust, championship or bust, but I don't want to say that because they're not good enough. They're not. They're not going to make the Stanley Cup. They probably shouldn't. I know crazier things have happened, but with like returning this core, the whole purpose of bringing everybody back and having Krejci and Bergeron. Well, Krejci's going to retire, and Bergeron be right on the end and come out of retirement was to run it back and win a Stanley Cup. So you want to say that for it to be a successful season, they have to win the cup. But the realistic part of me is like, as long as this season is entertaining and as long as they don't fizzle out, like go out swinging basically like i want to see them make a deep playoff run or if they get bounced out of the playoffs whoever they lose to i hope it's in six or seven to a team that's gonna go all the way like if they're probably inevitably gonna run into lightning at some point if they're gonna make a deep run i want them to climb that mountain damn it because they can never get past the <laughs> lightning but just me i mean it's you know it's it's the last ride. I want to see Bergeron have another strong season. I want to see Krejci come back and perform. I want to see that relationship with him and Pasta playing on the same line. I want to see the Swayman and Omar connection. I'm looking for a lot of things like that. Um, and and weirdly, I feel like team performance right now is secondary for me because I, I I'm I'm watching more for the player storylines than I feel like I am for the Bruins going to the Stanley Cup. And maybe it's because I don't think that they're going to go to the Stanley Cup this year, but I think it's more so in the line of I'm just so invested in, like, these players that we've seen forever and, like, knowing that this is probably the last chance that for at least for a while that they might be a competitive team, but also that we're going to see these players out on the ice together, I think. I just want to see them go down swinging. I want to see them have the best season they can possibly have, and and we'll see where that takes them come playoff time. Yeah, I agree with all of that i i don't necessarily think that they're it's not in my expectation level for them to make the stanley cup um i can see them i mean who knows i i can see everything but i can i can see them <laughs> making the stanley what? cup like i can picture it i can i can picture them making the stanley cup even though i know it's not the most realistic of scenarios but andrew what do you think uh i actually disagree with both of you completely no. <laughs> i think I think if they don't if they don't at least make the finals this season, it's a wash, right? 
because as someone like me who follows the Bruins kind of kind of as it's Patriots for me, Celtics, and then Bruins, right? And I still follow the Bruins, not like as much as my brother does, not as much as Mel. And all I'm hearing on Twitter, I'm going on, I'm checking the tweets, I'm looking, I'm looking at <laughs> at at 98.5. I'm hearing all these things. It's we brought back the core, we brought back the the leaders, the veterans. They're here. It's a big deal. We're back. If I hear all that, and then we get bounced in the wild card, or we can't make it past the Lightning, it's it's why why did we make such a big deal about it, right? If that was what was needed to get us over the hump, and we feel like we we can get over the hump now and we don't, I'm going to say like, okay, why did, why did I even get invested in this, right? And <laughs> another reason, this is my last year of college, okay? At a big <laughs> school, when we win a championship, there's Mike, my brother's been there. He's been, he, he went to my school before I, I got accepted. He was telling me people were jumping off trees after the Patriots won. People were passed out in the street. Crazy. People were jumping in the pond. I've zero. I haven't seen a single person jump in the pond. I have seen nobody <laughs> climb a tree. I have been I've been four years for what? Right? Four years for why? Why am I here? If, if the Bruins don't win, I get no pond, no trees, no satisfaction. And that's that's me. That's that's why I think that. You haven't been at UMass for a championship? No, we won it when we won the national championship. When UMass won the national championship, it was COVID. And Oh, no, on campus. Oof. Yeah, so it's. I mean, Patriots. The we, the last Super Bowl we won. I was a senior in high school. Did, missed all that. You know, I could have gone four for four if I had shown up. You know, four <laughs> years earlier. But no, nothing. No socks. No, no Celtics. I thought last year maybe, but no, nothing. I'm sick That's of it. I'm sick of it. I will say. I will say. I was in college for. That 2018 – well, I was in college for the 2017 Super Bowl loss to the Eagles, and that was weird as shit because, I mean, I went to I went to school in southern Connecticut. It's very much like Giants country down there. And, and really? For the, for, yeah, for the amount of – well, I mean, I'm – Quinnipiac is in, is in Hamden, Connecticut. It's about a half hour south of Hartford. So we're, no traffic. Well, there's always traffic. You're sitting probably about an hour and a half outside of New York City. And I've never seen a happier group of people than 80% of my school when the Patriots lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles. It was, I mean, there were people like, people were more excited that the Patriots lost and they were that the Eagles won. And then the following year we got them back because the Pats won the Super Bowl and they, there's yeah. a statue of a Bobcat and they were putting a, a, a Pats jersey on it. And then of course the Red Sox won the same year too. And that was pretty cool. But UMass sounds yeah. kind of crazy when when championships come. If if the Bruins oh, start man. pulling something off, yeah, I, don't I wouldn't. Know I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, but uh, just to kind of tail off that, you need to. It, it makes sense. You need to experience a championship there, and the fact that it's your last year, and if Bergeron doesn't do it for you, I feel like you just can yeah, never no, watch I, anymore. I have no hope. The Patriots aren't going anywhere. This is. I have, I'm putting all my eggs in the Bruins basket. And if it if if they crack, they crack, and that's I don't want that to happen. It can't happen. Yeah, you know, um, it's 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 nice having Bergeron and Krejci back now, but like it's funny too because like when we first started this podcast, our first episode, Bergeron hadn't signed yet. Did I don't remember if Krejci was back or not yet, but either way, 
I mean, if this brew, if this team didn't have Bergeron or Krejci and didn't have Marshan for the first however many games he's missing and half their defensive core, I mean, they're horrible. I mean, forget making playoffs. Like we're talking about for the first half of the year, we're talking about trying to sell some tickets. So, like, you know, yeah. when you scroll Twitter and you start seeing people say, oh, Bergeron, Krejci's back, it's not just like, you know, now this is going to be a competitive hockey team that we can watch. It's like, well, now this team literally just went from, like, handing out tickets for free on the tee to, like, now suddenly it's a packed barn every single night. And I think that that probably has some of the hype as well. But, I mean, the sports hub, they can talk hockey all they want. They're never going to make any sense. No, I mean, I, 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 so I, can't, I can't stand them. I mean, for me, you know, I, I would like to say championship or bust. And I would say that in any other year for any other sports. But I, I can't remember the last time that one of our favorite teams, like the writing was on the wall. Like even like Brady's final year in New England, nobody thought he was leaving. I know like Adam Schefter said that he could leave. But we were like, come on, like this isn't the end of it. And Bill is still here. And you could say that for every sport. I mean, the Red Sox lost Mookie. They were still competitive. Like if – what it looks like if Krejci and Bergeron leave the Bruins this year, like if they retire following this year, and there's question marks surrounding if Poss is going to resign, there's question marks everywhere. They could be freaking horrible, and it like not be. not not bad enough to be the worst team in the league by any means, but like not used to not just what we've been used to seeing from the Bruins, but like Boston sports standards. Like this is a team that could be missing the playoffs for a few years. So I feel like it's like hang on, like we can push it off for one more year because Bergeron and Krejci are coming back. But, like, at the end of the day, they're still not good enough to make the Stanley Cup Finals. Although crazier things have happened. But for me, a, a, a successful season is, like, just enjoying watching it, I guess. But obviously, in the back of my mind, you know, you're hoping that they can make it to the big one at the end of the year. Yeah. I think for me, it's um, a successful season is, a, is making playoffs and making it past the first round. Um, overachieving would be third – third seed because you're not getting the first and second seed in the Atlantic. You're just not going to, but third, third seed in the Atlantic would be overachieving. And then anything past the second round is above and beyond my expectations. But you know, that all depends on players like Pavel Zaka, uh, Jake DeBrusque, Campus Lindholm, uh, even a Charlie Coyle, you know, he's actually going to be playing in his, you know, in his suited role at that third line center spot, which is where he should be. He shouldn't be anywhere near the second line center spot. He's not a second line center, even though he's paid like a second line center. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, it's wild card team playoffs, make it past the first round and I will be happy. Anything after that is an overachievement and just a bonus to the season. Now, Andrew, since you're new, and, you know, people might want to get a little bit of information about you and your Bruins fandom. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want you, uh-huh. I want you, I want you to, I want you to pick who your favorite Bruin of all time is. Doesn't oh, have to be like on the so roster. Easy. Doesn't have no. to be on the roster right now. All time. So, so easy. Um, let me, I'll go in, I'll dive in a little, uh, little story time real quick. Okay. So high school hockey. <laughs> Uh, freshman year, they're like, what number do you want? And I walk in and I've never been more confident about anything in my whole life. And I said, I want, give me, give me number 18. Give me number 18 right now. Oh. And you know why I said that? One, Nathaniel Horton. 
Nathaniel. <laughs> and he talk about talk about an electric factory. I mean, that guy, he could do everything. He could he could shoot, he could hit, he he was fast, he was he made great passes. He was clutch. Was nothing none of those traits carried over to me when I took his number. But <laughs> I I it was fun to watch. Um Well, he he had the clutch gene too. Yeah. Game he, 7 Montreal, uh game 5 Montreal. Um as as Flem said, Lightning. Game Seven, Montreal sent him home crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only a select few people are gonna know what you're even talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Nathan Horton. Easy, yeah, easily Nathan Horton. It's probably by like a good bit too. Who's number two? Uh it'd be tough to say. Okay, I'm gonna say number two. There's 2A, 2B. 2A, Patrice Bergeron. Okay. 2B, 2011 playoff Tim Thomas. Okay. All right. But, All right. but but only that only that version. <laughs> the one that did not the one that didn't go to the White House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Sean Thornton. Sean Thornton too. Yeah. So Mike, basically the 2011 it? roster. Pretty much, yeah. As I said, <laughs> diehard 2011 Boston Bruins fan. Like, who who would your favorite Bruins player be? I don't think you ever answered that question either. All time? Yeah. I, I have guess. two. I have two that come to my mind right away. Yeah, you can guess, it, Andrew. I'll give you th- two guesses. Lucic. Okay, you got one of them. <laughs> um, Lucic, and then I'm gonna say uh, McAvoy. No. Hmm. Uh, it is a defenseman, though. It is a defenseman. I'll give you one more guess before I say uh, it. It's, no, it's certainly not Chara. No. <laughs> no. Michael, fact, fun fact for the people at home. Michael has been wanting Zdeno Chara traded off the Bruins since probably 2007. No, <laughs> 2013. It was after the Cup. It was after the Cup. It was 2013 I when go, I started Chara. So one of these episodes, we should go back and, and like dig through our old tweets back and forth. One other, <laughs> you and I used to go at it on Twitter. Yeah, I was a star chart offender, and you would have like you would have driven him to the airport if you could have. You hated yeah. that man. I thought after 2011, I was like, all right, we can get rid of him now. We'll get a big return. <laughs> <laughs> is it is your is the other one McQuaid? No, but that's a really good guess. Seinberg. No, damn Ooh. you guys, Johnny Boychuk. Oh, oh, okay. oh, yeah, Johnny Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Rocket. Rocket. <laughs> it's those two guys for me, and Sean Thornton too, obviously. Yeah. Oh, gotta go Sean Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, what about you? Uh, I, I mean, there's, there's, a, I, uh, I used to always love Bergeron, and I was, a, I was always a defenseman, like since I played tribro and i was like six so i i mean i never saw bobby or play but i i wore number four one year because i thought it was cool but my you all did time... resemble him in, in high school <laughs> my all-time <laughs> favorite favorite bruins player is probably i have i have two of them the first one is i used to love marco sturm oh uh, i was like i used i used to wear number 16 a because it was my favorite number at the time, but B because I wanted to be like Marco Sturm. I remember one of the past episodes I said that I was so mad because I thought I would never be able to play with the Bruins when I got older because Marco Sturm had my number and it would be retired. His game winning goal, the winter classic against the Flyers, too. But yeah. Probably the first 
my first like the first player I was really a big fan of was Sergey Samsonov. I oh, you mean lo- I used to love Sergey. You mean who Zach took in the Bruins all-time draft? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was funny because he was like excessively Russian, and he had that like stupid like blonde bowl cut that was going on. And he was <laughs> disgusting. I used he to was so love. Ser- I love Sergey Samsonov. Every now and then I'll forget about him, and I'll be like laying down like on my phone, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, Sergey Samsonov." That's right. I forgot he was a real player on the Bruins way back in the day. Dude, there's something with the Sergeys that I forget because I always forget about Sergey Gonchar too. I was gonna say Gonchar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I was trying to remember he him played too. forever. Yeah, he did. I feel like he was old. Like as soon as he came in the league, <laughs> come in as a 40 year old rookie. Yeah, 40 year old. <laughs> Yeah, forty-year-old rookie Sergey Gonchar. Oh, did you guys see? Uh, so Keith Kincaid, he's he's not going to be with the Bruins. He's going to be in AHL. But did you guys see his new uh, goalie mask that he had no. made up? I don't know what it is. Oh, Who's they there? got happy. Oh my gosh! Never mind. Happy yeah, I was, I was in the middle of that. saying. I was in the middle of saying. I don't know what it is, but goalie helmets just never do it for me. But when you really? put happy, you put happy Gilmore. On a goalie helmet, <laughs> suddenly it's doing it for me. And I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Although, God. I'm not like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like goalie helmets are hard to do because they're very easily, they're very easy to like overkill it, you know? Mm-hmm. I used to like, um, like, I loved Tim Thomas's white helmet that he had, but I hated the short chin. I thought that was like the ugliest helmet I've ever seen. Like that white helmet he had, I think it was 2012, might have been the year after they won the cup. That was that full cage with Tuka Rask's cat eyes that he had on his helmet. Oh yeah. Now that now that's oh my gosh. Now that's a goalie helmet I would wear. Pretty sure that okay, I'm pretty sure that helmet too came after when he like refused the White House visit. And I'm pretty sure it had like in God we trust and like Abe Lincoln and the pennies like all over it <laughs> Here, here's a here's a thought right now i know you can't you can't as a goalie just wear a visor right because you're getting pucks shot at your head but behind the mask put a visor so that goalies just have like blacked out you can't see their eyes you know what i mean Ooh. like a ray lewis like a ray lewis in, in you know how you know how cool that would be i would like that of- visor they just wear sunglasses yes yeah <laughs> some ray-bans some club yeah. masters on but just like the behind free, the, the free like kino ones that you get at like at like the dive bar <laughs> you know how funny that would look if a goalie was wearing like a fishbowl or something like, you like, like the, the clear cake. <laughs> they're just dying he would just he would just Get murdered immediately. <laughs> Literally one shot, and he would never play. He'd never be able to play hockey. He wouldn't be able to see his kids. <laughs> you, you know what? I'm kind of. You know what? I wish somebody would replicate, and it would have to be some a goalie on the Bruins. Oh, Tiny Tim. What? No, Jerry Cheever's mask, the one with the stitches. Mm. I wish somebody would replicate that. I think that's so cool. I'm not even kidding. I feel like I just saw one of those recently. You probably did. That's probably why it's in my mind. But, but if they can like because goalie masks have so much potential to be very cool and stand out a lot 
but I feel like when they overkill it, it's like there's too much going on. You can't really tell. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of who has a cool mask in the league today. That's the thing. Like I can't really think of anybody. Tuca had a pretty cool mask. I like Tuca's. He did have a cool one. I feel like Vasilevsky has a cool one. Doesn't he have glitter on his or something though? <laughs> I don't know. Does he? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that'd throw you off. Like if you're on a breakaway and you looked up and it was just a diamond head looking back at you. Yeah. <laughs> just sparkling. Yeah. He hesitates for a second and then he poke he pokes it right off your stick. He can just move his head around and catch the light the right way and shine it in your eyes. Yeah, maybe it's a strategy. Maybe maybe we're the dumb ones. Maybe that's why he's so good. Okay, I found a couple cool ones. Um, Elvis has the joke Heath Ledger's Joker on the side of his. It has Ooh. literally nothing to do with the blue jackets whatsoever, <laughs> but it looks cool. Like that I, is pretty I, cool. I, I like too when when like like the front of their cage will be like team related, and then like the back plate will be like the Canadian flag or something or something related to where they're from. Yeah, um, Markstrom has a pretty cool. His helmet has like it. It looks like. Um, it's like the skull of like a lion or some animal or something. You can see the teeth, but everything's on fire because he plays for the Flames. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Cal Peterson on the Kings. His mask has like the, um, you know, on like, like a deck of cards, how the king looks. Mm-hmm. With like, just picture the king in a deck of cards. That's what that's what he went with the design of his helmet. That looks really neat. Too. You know what? Look, Jeremy Swayman's mask. The way you were saying, Nick, how like the front is kind of like the team and then the back is... um almost something like more personal to the goalie themselves. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Swayman has the state of Alaska blacked out yeah, outlined in like gold with the stars. And it looks so cool. Oh yeah. Look, it's, it's not rocket science. I wonder what that's relating to. Probably playing goalie. That is, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's on the back though, next to Alaska. Yeah, well, he's from Alaska too, obviously. But oh, uh, Linus Allmark had a minions mask when he was in yep. Buffalo. I saw That's that. That was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Sabers. Oh, he also had a Bowser helmet when he was uh, coming up in the Sabers. Yeah, system. I actually did see that one. That one was pretty cool too. That's but... neat. He... Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. I'm just going back and looking. Like, <laughs> Wait, really... no. I want to know which one did you find. I'm looking at Linus Allmark's pads where he's not canadian is he where is he from i think he's swedish he sounds that sounds swedish it it definitely does not sound canadian because he has a set of pads set of bauer goalie pads where you know what i it's hard to explain but it's it's black at the top and it has kind of like this marble texture through it where there's like these white lines and then when you stack the pads and put them next to each other it makes the shape of a maple leaf with black and, and gold and then you can see the brewing skyline in them that's pretty cool. What? That's pretty cool. I don't think um, he is. Him. He is from Sweden. Good guess. But, uh. but hey, let's um. So I know last week we did the first round draft of the uh, NHL all-time hated players team, right? And since Zach is in here, Andrew is going to take over the draft board, and he's going to draft his second line forwards, second line defenseman. And he has a goalie in mind, so he's gonna pick his own personal goalie. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm not You're gonna. Not... I'm not gonna start right now. I just. Wanna, oh, okay, okay. I'm very excited about this. I just want it to be known. This is this is uh, 
this really came from from the heart um <laughs> and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a custom team uh you know playground style um find a pond in your backyard you're picking five guys these are my guys for an, for an all-time hated team for yep these okay are my guys. <laughs> all right wait all right. so like, can you can you go through can you read the the teams again yeah so to recap the first round mel's team is matt cook nazim kadri and todd bertuzzi with defensemen of weidman and fanuf and a goalie of jordan bennington just a bunch of scumbags. Now I'm gonna. <laughs> Zach is the weirdest drafter of all time. So yeah. Zach's most hated is Phil Kessel, Sidney Crosby, Tom Wilson, PK Subban, Eric Carlson, and then Mark Andre Fleury. Bad team. You know, I'm here to, I'm here to just, fix that team. I just want to say too: Is Phil Kessel not one of the most like universally beloved NHL players like ever? Yes. Everybody loves Phil Kessel because he's yeah. this chubby guy who's gone on record a thousand times saying that his own sister is a better hockey player than him. Yeah. He's this little chubby guy who's balding with a double chin who can get you fifty goals. Who's speeding yeah. past the fast? I, I, I get why he would say that he didn't like Phil Kessel. I know it's his own list because he left the Bruins, but I. I have always loved Phil. Even when he was on Toronto, I, I it was hard to hate Phil Kessel. Yeah, yeah I always loved for. Him. Yeah. <clears throat> he could be in like the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest and put up numbers next to Joey Chestnut. He could. <laughs> like, actually. But, so that's Zach's <laughs> team. Competitor. That assistant GM, Andrew <laughs> Sullivan, is going to fix. Um, and then my team, I have Alex Burrows, Zach Ronaldo, Sean Avery, um, with defenseman of Scott Stevens, Chris Pronger, and a goalie of Roberto Luongo. So we're going to keep the same order, or should we mix it up? What do you guys want to do? Up to you. I feel right. like the guys that I have here, I don't think anybody else is going to take them, so I'm okay if you want to mix up the order. All right, let's mix it up. I'm going to mix it up right now. Mm-hmm. It is Andrew first. Oh, perfect. Me second and Mel last. And it's a snake draft, Andrew, so you'll get back to back. So oh, I get point. to double up? Yep. Oh, great. Not okay. right away, but. Mm-hmm. All right. So first, first and second pick. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, start us All off. Right. All right. Well, here's the thing. As I mentioned earlier, this pick, these are all coming from the heart. And this one, this one may be more than all of them. Um, really, really is, is from deep within me. And this player is solely responsible for emptying my favorite player's soul into the neutral zone. And what? that is why Aaron Rome is, oh. is <laughs> Aaron Rome is going to be my first overall pick. But as I said, this is, this is my backyard hockey draft. So Aaron Rome normally a left-handed defenseman will be my center and there's not a a damn thing you can do about that (laughs) i thought you were gonna slide him to the right side i was gonna say all right put him at the center all right um all right so that brings it to me i'm gonna take a man who played in our division 
was a great fighter, threw big hits, but I loved to hate him. And that is Mr. Chris Neal. Mm. That's a pretty solid pickup. Yeah. For the most hated crew. Yeah. All right, Mel. <clears throat> I'm going to preface this by saying I do have a couple Bruins players, past Bruins players, on my second unit. And uh, this player just – I'm sure he's a good guy. But in terms of, like, most punchable faces in the league, he has to be the runaway at number one. I could not stand him when he was on the Bruins because he literally did nothing but cough the puck up and just look bad. And thankfully the Bruins were able to let him go and watch him do much of the same up in Toronto. <laughs> Sully, I know you got in a fight with somebody on Twitter about this and I'm taking Nick Ritchie because I oh, cannot stand I him. Hate Nick Ritchie. I hate <laughs> Nick Ritchie. I hate Nick Ritchie. I could not stand Nick Ritchie when he was here. He did a whole lot of nothing except for probably fill his plate the highest at the team buffet and his I was gonna face say that. <laughs> is just so un- you, he, he's only 26 he looks I thought like he was like in his 30s yeah i <laughs> do you guys and he's you, nothing against him but just like face alone i hate nick Ritchie. have you ever seen monster house yes. yeah do you know the guy who works at the arcade who like runs up and is like and oh. eats a snack? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's that's Nick Ritchie. <laughs> oh my god. That's actually perfect. Doesn't he have a brother in the league too? I hope not. Yeah, he does. Brett. Brett Ritchie. Yeah. They're both they're both fat. Oh god. All right. <laughs> All right. Back to back right. picks. Is it wait? Mel oh, Mel has back to back. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes me, and then you got two more. I do have one more Bruin that I will I plan on drafting, but I'll save him for now. There was uh, I want to I want to take you back to maybe 20, 2014, 2015. It was one of those years the Bruins were in the playoffs, and they ran into the Detroit Red Wings, and the Red Wings kept doing this stupid ass shit with their defensemen when the Bruins would dump the puck in. The other, the weak side defenseman would skate over and just like stop in front of him. And it made forechecking, it was genius, but it made forechecking nearly impossible. And this one little rat on the Red Wings kept doing that, but he would get a little low and he would flip players over his back and he would slash. And then I found out that his brother was also on the Bruins and that would be Brendan Smith. I could not stand him when he was in Detroit. When he was skating back there with his long hair, he thought he was a Norris candidate. Guys barely scratching top six back then. He's better now. But I could not stand Brandon Smith for my entire life because this one guy, this one man, he was like the sole person who was doing that that strategy of skating it right it just like randomly. It'll be like Bergeron will dump it in, and usually like you dump and chase. And he dumps it in, and like Brandon Smith will just skate from across the ice and just like – glide into him like he doesn't know where he's going and it's like it's just like bush league shit it was just stupid shit like that and he literally did that all the time and the bruins could get no four check going and they lost the series and i was so mad and i blame it solely on brendan smith actually i forgot that he even existed that's a really good pick very I like wish, underrated i wish pick. i was as lucky as you <laughs> <laughs> all right 
So with Mel taking Brendan Smith, I'm going to take, let's see, I have Chris Neal. I'm going to take a guy who was a Bruin for a very long time. He was traded off the team. And now, mostly universally hated because he stinks now. I'm going to take Mr. Milan Lucic. Wow. 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 Bad yeah. That's crazy. Ooh. I honestly Bad can't pick. believe you do that. <laughs> yeah, He's hated. Just... Yeah, but I hated by not by us. Not by us, but. Well, then you should have well, taken now... Brad Marchand. No, <laughs> that's a good point, actually. <laughs> but. Um, I mean, think about it. Nobody wants him back on the Bruins anymore, so I guess he's I guess he's hated by Bruins fans, sort of. Uh, that's a, a good point. All right, Randy. All right, back and backs. Um. Okay, this 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 next guy. Um. This is not so much what he did on the ice that's that's caused my disdain for him, but. More of an indirect result of him just getting sunned, um, and that, that's that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Max Pacioretty. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna pick Max Pacioretty because he almost caused our captain to be locked up in and detained in a foreign country because he almost got beheaded, <laughs> and that's not his fault, but. It it is he is the one who caused it. Without Max Pacioretty, that wouldn't have happened. Um, and now circling back, I'm following a a, a similar theme of uh, of of B's players, <laughs> but unlike you two, my guy is still on the team. And on the Bruins, yeah. And okay. that that is going to be uh, first half of last season, Jake DeBrusque. <laughs> and, and listen, <laughs> listen, we're cool now. You know, glad he's on the team. Glad he's back. Uh, he really turned it around. But there was a while where, forget hockey players, I just hated Jake DeBrusque as maybe in the most person in the world. I didn't, I didn't like watching him. I didn't like that he was in the same area code as us. I didn't, I didn't like anything about him. Um, now he's turned it around. Uh, he's, he's regained some trust, but man, oh man, he was, he was something else. He was on thin ice there for a little bit. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was in Andrew's doghouse. <laughs> All right, oh, was... by the way, both left wings, uh, Max Pacioretty will be playing right wing and Jake Brusk will be playing left wing. <laughs> okay. I have and just, just remind there. us who your center is again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, right in the middle is going to be Aaron Rome. <laughs> face-off magician. Not a single face-off will be won. No. <laughs> right off the face-off, he'll just sink back to the blue line. You're right yeah. through D. He'll <laughs> just be he'll sink back to the blue line and start throwing bows. Yeah. <laughs> three three just, D, two forwards. He's just putting around the neutral zone waiting to end careers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Andrew just took – um. Jake DeBrusque. Very interesting <laughs> pick there. Um, I'm going to go with another forward to round off my forwards, and I'm going to go with Ty Domi. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. That's very interesting. Very. 
Why Ty Dome? Max. Because he just he's like he's basically he was like what Marshawn was before Marshawn, and he played for Toronto, so double hate right there. Mm. And he could beat the shit out of people. Yeah, he could. I mean, granted, <laughs> if he was on the Bruins, I would have loved him, but you know, he wasn't. He was on the uh, Maple Leafs. All right, um, Mel, you got backers. <clears throat> All right, this next guy. It's no secret that the Bruins are an absolute cap nightmare. And this is something that's been going on for quite a while. It started way back in the day when Peter Shirelli handed maybe seven of his top nine forwards and no trade clause <laughs> and made it quite <laughs> literally impossible to have any sort of cap room whatsoever. Well, when those players were getting older and they were coming off the books, they had a chance to right this ship wrong. And they did the exact opposite by handing Matt Bolesky one juicy oh. contract to do a whole <laughs> lot of nothing. He had 15 goals his first year here, which isn't horrible. But when you're talking first-line guy who's making – I think he was making a little over $4 million a year. Now you're, now you're stretching it, only to come back next year and score a whopping eight points in 49 oh my games. I thought you were going to say goals. No, he had oh three God. goals before having – Zero points <laughs> before having zero points in 14 games in 2017. The Bruins finally were able to ship him off, not unfortunately without also having to give up some assets to get him off the books. I, Matt, I'm sure Matt Bolesky is a fine person, but he is a, one of the catalysts in in into how we got to this point where Bruins are full of bad contracts, no money, and very few assets. So three goals in one game, right? <laughs> I don't know if, if that's the case. He didn't do a whole hell of a lot of the other 13. <laughs> or, I mean, 48. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He, okay. His second season. Second season. That's played, so bad. No, no, no. Oh, it gets worse. His second season. 49, 49 games. Eight points. 47 penalty minutes. Ugh. 47 yeah. penalty minutes in 49 games and only three goals. And this is a guy you signed him, your top line winger. And a Tough. minus 10. Yeah. Tough. I cannot stand Matt Belaski. Him and Nick Ritchie are one in the same boat if you want to talk about punchable <laughs> faces. They look a little similar too. I'm pretty sure they were <sighs> both duck. They were both uh ducks too. They were both ducks. Yeah. Uh the Bruins got you know the Somebody's got to go into Don's phone and just delete Anaheim's number because he does not have good history making trade. Although, Lin okay, I will Lin give him Lin That's Lin the only one. That's that was a good one. deal. Danton Heinen, I mean, oh, geez. You picked the wrong day to wear the hat, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> As you wear your duck's hat. I have back-to-back -back picks still, right? Yeah, you got one more. All right. Uh, this next guy, I don't know. He's just – Okay, he was on the Flyers, good player on the Flyers, key player to that year. The Bruins are up 3 nothing, and then just crapped down their legs and lost 4-3. Um, really he's a wispy little fella, very annoying face, and that man would be Danny Briere. Mm. Oh! Danny Briere. He's, he, I feel a little weird taking him because I do respect Danny Briere, but I think it's more so of uh, he would torch the Bruins. He's five foot nine, and he was out there looking like freaking prime Gretzky every now and then. Only it seems like when they would play the Bruins, and uh, he was also kind of soft. The same reason Zach would bitch about Sidney Crosby whining and, and trying to get calls. And Obrier is 
five nine, maybe 130 pounds, soaking wet. But uh, I think he rounds out. I think he's a good center on my second line there between the two, the two punchable faces. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So that's your two. All right. I'm gonna go defenseman. I got two defensemen to take. I'm gonna take for my first one. Played for the Winnipeg Jets and R.I.P. the Atlanta Thrashers. Mm. Oh, I'm, ta- I'm taking Dustin Bufflin. Wow. Ooh. You don't like Bufflin? I love Bufflin, but I I also hate him at the same time just because like yeah, that's fair. I, another one of those guys who if he was on the Bruins, I would have loved him just because of the way he plays, how physical he is, how how easily he can just pick you up and throw you across the ice. But, you know, <laughs> play, playing against him was ass. So Dusty Buffs. Do you guys do you guys remember the clip of him taking two guys out at once in front of the net? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, he's a wrong. mammoth of a man. Mammoth. And he was a forward too, Andrew. So you could have actually moved him up and down the lineup. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. My next two picks are going to make up for that. Um, so I got – I have a full line of experienced forwards. Um, yeah. <laughs> Especially so now in I summer. Need, <laughs> now I need the two – I need the two, uh, two defensemen back there. And – you know, when I think of when I think of great pairs, especially hated great pairs, there's two there's two players that stick stick out. Uh, two ginger players, Daniel and Henrik Sedin, are going on to defense. My two defensemen. All right. <laughs> it is not because. They were ever a big physical presence. It's not because they talked a lot of trash. Not even because they they torched us. They were great. They wouldn't. I feel like they wouldn't ever, you know, ruin us in a game. It's because they didn't do any of that. They didn't. If you got in their face, they literally just let you do whatever you wanted to them. Well, there's that infamous clip of Brad Marchand grabbing one of the Sedins by the by the collar and punching him like seven yeah. times, and he's literally just he's standing not there doing anything. Like you can't. You can't. You can't be like a punching bag and that's why i mean this team this team that me and zach built let's face it it's not it's not winning in the games so <laughs> i if they're back there on d you know i think they deserve a little punishment in the corners uh aaron rome he's not going to be back there to to protect them so throw them throw them in there give me the twins all right, all right so those are two the, those are the two last picks that you're taking no i got my goalie still all right, I'm going to have you pick your goalie right now then. Uh, Tuka Rask. Oh, my. Zach Zach's did the same thing. Like, what is with – what is with – I why? Why? Listen, listen, listen. No, I can't. I'm old why? school. I'm old school, all right? Shut up. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from the age of championships, okay? I, I got to witness. Has never seen one at UMass. Um, I um, I got to witness the great Tim Thomas. All right, stand on his head, <laughs> put on a legendary performance for my money. Oh, I can't. Best goalie of all time <sighs> in that in that month long span. Greatest goalie ever. Now, if if you if you're coming after that, you know you got a you got a young hotshot in the in the back seat waiting. <laughs> all right, we're gonna win a few more cups. We're gonna we're gonna have a dynasty. People were saying the D word. People were saying the D word. <laughs> and what did we get? What did we get? No pond, no trees, no championship, no satisfaction. Tukarask getting that. 
Oh, oh my god. I don't even know if it's worth entertaining. It's not. It's not. Andrew, the, the amount of time I think we Mike and this I is actually down, like ridiculous. three of our six episodes for like 20 minutes and discussed <laughs> Tukarask. I just no no, I can't believe that you 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 took to like I Zach's missing, but he's hey, also here at the same time. By the way, by the way, <laughs> let me just add this. Only Bruins game I went to last season was against the Hurricanes when Tuca came back. And yeah. I think, what did we lose? 8-1? 8-0? I think, I think it was 9-1. It was the game. Yeah, no cool. hip. Yeah. So sue me. Sue me for sue me for using my experiences against against Tuka Rask. He's done oh. nothing but did done me wrong. Oh, my oh God. My it's literally like you're Zach. We didn't plan this, by the way. This is not, this is, this is not like planned out. He just said what was on his mind. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, you can see my this is my <laughs> the notes. <laughs> <laughs> the notes. Aaron Rome D lefty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, Andrew. All right. Um all right, so I'll finish my second round. I can't I actually can't believe you just said that. Um Wow. All right. Well, my last pick in the second round for a defenseman is he's played on Detroit for a while. Again, a player that I love to watch and I love his game, but I hated playing against him. Um, he literally had a nickname for when he would throw hits. Oh. And that's Nicholas Cronwall. You don't like Cronwall? I like Cronwall, but I, you know, I don't like the you way that he... Be care- you better be careful. He's already skating backwards. And then <laughs> down, his hip. Yeah, but you're just you face right now. You can't <laughs> tell me that it wasn't annoying playing him because you knew every single one of your forwards that game was in danger of breaking all of their ribs. It, it, it definitely was, but at least, I mean, in Nicholas Cronwall's sake, he's not just this plug skating around hitting people. I mean, the guy's a right, first right. ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest of Absolutely. all time. Yeah, and that's why he's in my NHL all-time hated list. <laughs> <laughs> he, all right, Mel. He went a Norris. Cronwall. He did yeah, not win Norris. Wow. One time cup winner, but uh wow. Oh my gosh, maybe he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't no. know if this is a hot take or not. He's a one time all-star. Uh he was How? he was a Norris candidate three times. I want you to guess the highest he's ever placed in a Norris Fifth. running. Seventh. Tenth. Wow. He finished 10th and then 13th the following year and then 14th the next year. That's wild. Uh, I always remember Cronwell being a lot more dominant than that. You know what? Maybe it's because of the era that he played in. I mean, you know, Chris Pronger and Chara and yeah. all these other defensemen who were winning awards back then must have made it hard. Chris Chelios? Honey Nut Chelios? Honey <laughs> Nut Chelios. That was – I used to, whenever I used to play fantasy hockey, that was always in my team, Honey Nut Chelios. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, Mel, you got one pick left. Just a defenseman. Uh, it it wouldn't it wouldn't be. I feel like it would as a Bruins fan, it would not be an adequate most hated list if there wasn't at least one Montreal Canadian player represented on here somewhere. Okay. This guy, I don't I don't hate him per se. I just hated his purpose, and I don't think it's his fault. The big bad Bruins from the post-2011 Stanley Cup era there, when they still had Lucic, and they still had, I mean, Marshan is still on this team now, but the, the team that they had those years thereafter, they would just beat 
the ever-living crap out of the Canadians. I mean, I hate to bring up the Max Pacioretty issue, but, I mean, that was an example of it right there. And their response to that, the Canadians' response to that, was to go out and they would tell Alexi Emlin to try to be their enforcer. Mm. And this poor man would have to go out there and try to go <laughs> toe-to-toe with Lucic, and he was getting hit over the boards. He was getting <laughs> bent over the crossbar. He's getting his face pummeled in fights. And I feel bad for the guy because he was given an impossible task because nobody could go toe-to-toe with Lucic in those days. But I give him the credit. He tried his hardest. But he was annoying in the sense that he was always – I feel like he was always trying to be an enforcer, and I feel like he wasn't that guy. And it was evident every time he tried to play the part and something went horribly wrong for him. So to round up my my defensive unit of the most hated, I am taking Alexi Emelin. I like that pick. Emelyn was, he was so annoying, man. He was annoying. And he would, he, he was, was like stereotypical. Like he'd just dive around the ice too. And he'd always, yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, I, I don't, I, I hesitate to call him a pest. I feel like he really wasn't like, like Brad Marchand is a pest because he'll go out there and, and I mean, he holds the NHL record for individual suspensions. I mean, he'll always have that claim to fame. Marchand will, but he'll also aggravate you in the sense that he'll put up a hundred points and he's not afraid to go out there and two-hand your best player in the back of the legs. Alex Yemlin would just go out there, and his 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 way of being a pest is like rubbing players out extra hard along the boards, or I don't know, maybe instead of look at that, your face, maybe you know, maybe instead of uh, you know hitting the guy and then skating away, he'll hit a guy, and then maybe do a little bear hug against the glass. It was just stupid shit like that. That like that's I guess that's what you'd expect from a Montreal Canadiens enforcer. And yeah, and I, I I I I never liked Lexi Emelin. I I when I was looking for this, this, I was like, damn it, I don't remember the guy's name, but I remember the Canadians had that fake um, pest from those like mid twenty teen teams that they would try to use against Lucic. And at first, I thought it was Lars Eller, and I was like, that can't be right. I remember Lars Eller's game, and, and I didn't really like him either. And then as soon as I saw Lexi Emelin come up, I went, God, that's a name that I that's burn in the back of my brain i never liked that man <laughs> honorable mention from the same team is um roman hammerlick are we doing a third round because i have a player that i missed that i wanted to draft that i yeah. can say now as an honorable mention no we can we can do another one i mean I we still have, have a i don't have enough players to do a third round <laughs> you're gonna yeah, have to start this, digging. Is, this used all my brain power <laughs> do we, still, do, we can we do an honorary coach because i have a coach in mind yeah, yeah. How about throw throw out an honorary person? It can be a coach or it can be a player or whatever. Okay, yeah, that's better. That's better. Okay, I already threw out mine. All right, I'll go. My my honorary person is uh, Wolf the Dentist Stanson, who you'll remember is coaching the Hawks in the Mighty Ducks. So oh, <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> So if there's anyone who's capable of coaching a bad boys team, it's him. I would uh, – I, I have I have two honorable mentions, and they're from the same team from the same year. One's a coach, one's a player. I'll start with a coach, and it's that chubby Christian Bale-looking Craig Berube from St. Louis. <laughs> I couldn't I, – we, we've been through this before, but I – I've never seen a coach, and uh, I never like to blame the refs, but the Stanley Cup Finals at the Bruins' loss to St. Louis, this man, Craig Berube, went up there to the media and bitched and moaned until 
his throat was dry and his lips were chapped and he's saying that the blues aren't <laughs> getting any calls and that everything's going the Bruins way. And then that flipped the entire series on its head. And you can say what you want. You know, the Bruins squandered an opportunity. They didn't play their best hockey, but you cannot tell me that after those comments were made, the series wasn't seriously changed in terms of referees blowing and holding their whistle. And for I, that, I will always hate Craig Berube. And I, one of his players that I hated from that same series. I, I he's a good player. Um, I didn't really have anything against him until this that Stanley Cup Finals. And Ryan O'Reilly, I felt I knew like you were going to say was, I was wow. trying so hard to be Patrice Bergeron. And maybe it's just me. It's just how I saw it. But like, I felt like like it was so annoying and like, I'm like, I always look way too deep into things. Like I'm always the kind of person who's trying to read between the lines, but like Bergeron would hop off the bench or something like for a face off. And then O'Reilly hops off the bench. They zoom in and he's like all intense. Like this is like some like anime showdown or some shit like that. <laughs> and like, he he's like, he's not as good as Bergeron is in the face off thought. He's not the two way player that Bergeron is, but for whatever reason, I just watched him in that, and and all the credit to him because he he outplayed Bergeron. Bergeron had you know a million injuries, but he ended up winning the Stanley Cup. And I and I was thinking the entire time like this man wants to be Patrice Bergeron so badly, and that's all I can remember from Ryan O'Reilly. And I never liked him because of that. Yeah, no, that's honestly a good point. I, I think if I were to go with a coach that I hate is probably John Cooper, Tampa, like because mm. he's just so he's like. I feel like sometimes he tries to act like a genius of the game just because he's won two cups back to back. Um, just recently went to another cup and it's like, no dude, like look at your team. You're 10 mil yeah. over the cap every year because of LTIR. You have Nikita Kucherov. You have Braden point. You have Andre Vasilevsky. You have Mikhail Sergachev, Victor Hedman, Steven Stamkos. I could literally, I could keep going down the line. Like, it's on like, and on, yeah. I, like any of us could coach the team and we would, at least make like the the conference finals. I mean, I feel like when you circumnavigate the cap year in and year out, you're going to be a pretty good team. And yeah, I, don't I hope like so. To, I don't. I use Zach's rule that he stole from Felger. Don't like the cross sports, but I equate John Cooper to Steve Kerr of the NBA. I mean, yeah. you're the that's coach. A, yeah, of that's a good comparison. Best team on paper. Steve Kerr is a good coach. John Cooper is a great hockey coach. I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying that you could you could. I I'm extremely confident that you could pluck any coach from around the NHL and give him that job in Tampa and they will still finish at the top of their division and they will still be um, a team that's going to go deep into the playoffs. That's a good pick. John Cooper drives me insane. Yeah. All right. So that's done. We are going to do our last segment of the show and we're going to jump into the DMS. Oh, so, so we got another we got another fun DM question. Um this one comes in from Lauren. Everybody say hi Lauren. Hey Lauren. Hi Lauren. You can follow her on Twitter. It's at Big Bruins Energy. She's very active on Twitter. Um really solely tweets about the Bruins and uh most recently if you listen to the Black and Gold Hockey podcast, uh Pickle Juice. So that's, that's a little Bruins Twitter inside joke if you don't get it. But her question is, if you were stranded 
on an island with three current Bruins players, who would you choose and why? If you guys want me to go first, I'll go first. Uh, you can go. You can go first. All right. My first pick would be Charlie McAvoy. Why? Because he's big, he's strong, and I feel like he'd be really good at like building a hut. So he could build us like a nice. He could he could build us a nice little shelter and stay warm, stay dry. So that's, I have Charlie McAvoy, and then. Second, I would pick Brad Marchand because I don't know if you guys follow him on social media, but him and Kevin Miller are always hunting together and they're always posting pictures of like turkeys that they shot or, you know, deer or whatever the hell that they're hunting out there. So I would pick him because I can rely on him to get me food. And then my last pick to keep the mood light. Actually, you know what? I'm going to switch it. I'm going to take Patrice Bergeron as my third pick because he's going to be able to keep all of our heads cool. <laughs> and he's going to kind of, you know what? He's going to be the captain of the island. Patrice Bergeron is the <laughs> captain of my island and he's going to lead us <laughs> to survival. So I have McAvoy, Marshawn, and Bergeron. That's a solid list. And I like me. the Bergeron pickup. You know what they say every island needs a Bergeron. And that's, I mean, people say it every say. single day. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, people say it every get, day. If you can't get Patrice, you can get Tom, former host of America's Funniest Home Video. Tom, Tom Bergeron. Tom Bergeron. <laughs> I was like, who's right. Tom? <laughs> I, ha- I have my three. All right. First, I like where you where your head was at with Brad Marsh and the hunting because I will be taking Jeremy Swayman for his fishing. Nice. Wow. Okay. If you follow him on any social media whatsoever, his it's it's covered in him holding pictures of fish. And when you're on a desert uh, on a deserted <laughs> island, I think that would come in 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 very it would be very handy. Yeah, it would be My tough. Next, that, hang on, that, that skill would come in tough if you were on a on a desert if you were in the, in the desert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My next pick will be. I just okay. When you're on an island and you're trying we are. to eat, when you're trying to eat, food is scarce, right? Thank goodness we have Jeremy Swayman to get this fish for us. But I don't want to have to fight for my food. So I want that stick and bones Jack Stanika on the island Ooh. with me. So I don't have to worry about him taking my food. And I feel stick like he's a good bones. guy. <laughs> we're we're you know we're the same age. I feel like we'll hit it off. I, he's a good dude. I feel like we'd be good friends. My third pick, hmm. I would <laughs> take. Okay, I would I would go crazy if I was on an island and I would need a friend. And I have at least I have Stanika who's around my age. But I also want somebody who's going to make me laugh and have a good time. So I would also take Brad Marchand. I Not think either. that in any situation we could be on a deserted island we could be in the middle of a lush rainforest i think he would be freaking hilarious and i feel like he's a guy i would love to hang out regardless of the consequences or the circumstances so marshan swayman and stanika those are my three hmm. good solid picks. i was i was gonna pick swayman good uh, shot at survival melt yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay um, i might be take, a little bit take jake the breast just so you can kick him off the island <laughs> <laughs> um all right so survival survival's good but i i might 
you know, if I'm on a deserted island, I don't know if I'm not going to give myself high chances of getting off of it. So I'm going to just have a good time while I'm there. And to do that, I'm bringing with me a few guys. Um, first one, first one I'm bringing with me is going to be David Krejci. I'm going to okay. bring, I'm going to bring David Krejci with me because he seems, he seems like he's always like even keeled, right? He never lets his emotions get the best of him. You know, when things start going south, when we start having having fever dreams and you know he'll move, pains. he'll move to Czech Republic. He'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be able to he'll keep things he'll keep things you know steady. He'll keep things steady. Um so Krejci won. Second pick second pick I'm gonna go with a uh maybe maybe a sleeper pick. I'm gonna go with Nick Felino. Ooh okay. He's older Why? he's older he's got experience uh he's bald I he's got experience. You know, he's more experienced. Just in life. Experience collecting paychecks. I'm yeah. not going to lie. A deserted island with Nick Foligno sounds like like the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I also, you know. He, ba- he do- basically resembles um, Wilson from that, uh, <laughs> from that movie with Tom Hanks. Castaway? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, last pick. Last pick. I'm going to go – there's a few reasons for my last pick. Um, okay. He's close to my age, so we have that in common. And I think we need – I think we need a little, little, you know, Massachusetts party. You know, us us Boston boys stick together. So I'm going to go with McLaughlin. Oh. I'm going to take him with me because I feel like – if things do go south, right? We need to we need to kick someone off the island. We have an alliance already. We go way back. <laughs> Dirty water. Me and him. We're we're you know we're a package deal. So we're taking Felino and we're throwing him in the ocean. So it's gonna be me, <laughs> me and Krejci just having a party, you know, until it's all over. So that's my three. Those are some three solid uh, survival teams right there. <laughs> Honestly, Mine's not for, so I'm dying. No, I'm not going for survival. Oh, you're just going for fun. He's going yeah. for a good time. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, first episode uh, with Andrew on the podcast. I think it went pretty good. Kid had some very interesting <laughs> insight on this team, and I, know, I, I stand by all my opinions. No, I, oh, no, my mouth actually like dropped when he picked Tuka. Because Zach I was, said, I was, I was like, yeah, I was like, that's crazy, Jack. I mean, Jack. I was like, that's crazy. Zach said the same joke, and then you like continue to explain why you hate Tuka Rask. And I was yeah. like, this isn't funny anymore. Zach fake took him on his team and still ended up with him on his team. So <laughs> it's just written in the stars at this point. He'll be excited to hear about that. He will Zach be. Te- Zach texted me. I think he meant to text you, Michael, but Zach texted me. He said, "How'd Andy do?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that kid is a mess but either way um oh actually i forgot to read off uh give this kid a shout out so as always you know podcast bng uh we're we're presented by candle wellness athletic greens you can use the promo code uh bng when shopping there also fanatics you can go check out fanatics to go shopping for your sports gear um Helps us out a lot. You'll get some good stuff. Um, 
to wear around when you go to the garden, when you go to Fenway, whatever sport you want to watch. I don't know. Do whatever you want to do. But go to Fanatics. Go get some gear. Um, yeah. And also, you know, I, I mentioned last episode, if you're into sports collections, memorabilia, all that stuff, um, you can jump on Instagram and search up AB underscore sports collection. He's got sports cards, memorabilia, all of it. He's got basketball cards, hockey cards, baseball cards, football cards, everything, all signed, great stuff to get. He trades, he sells. Um, go check him out, give him a follow, and uh, see if you like anything on his page. But with that being said, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. I'm always on Twitter, always talking Bruins, doing a little Bruins countdown right now to the regular season. So, you know, stay tuned with my Twitter account to be up to date with all that. Uh, you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. He's very active on Twitter. He's not just Bruins. He's Celtics. He's Red Sox. He's Patriots. He's Bruins. Um, Liverpool. Soccer. Uh, Liverpool. Oh, damn. But <laughs> you can also follow Andrew on Twitter. Uh, he's not very active on Twitter. I don't do anything. No. <laughs> Andrew doesn't do anything. You can follow, you can follow me, but there's not even know your password. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can follow him on Twitter at Andrew underscore S-U-1-1-I-V-A-N. He's on Twitter. Um, he, You don't, like, tweet anything out, but you're – you scroll through. You like stuff. You retweet yeah, things. I read my retweets. If you want to laugh, go through like my likes and my retweets. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah. So if you're in for a good laugh, go follow Andrew on the Twitter. But with that being said, this was Something's Brewing, episode seven. Yeah. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Two, a scoodly doodly doo.